Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. I am your host, Moon Zafar, and today I have with me Hayden Humphrey, who is the host and creator of the Elevate podcast and the chief paradigm shifter at Hayden Humphrey Coaching where he helps people tap into their full potential and 10x their incomes. Hayden, welcome to the show. I love it. Moin, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Oh yeah, I'm excited to uh, have this conversation with you here, man. So uh, let's dive straight into it. So how and why did you become a coach? Great question. So the how of it was, and it's a much longer story, but basically I went to school for business. I graduated. I moved to California to work for a late stage startup, um, which I did for about eight months. Um, and it just wasn't a good culture fit. So decided to jump ship, jump ship into a much larger technology company. I worked at LinkedIn for about a year and a half um, as part of a rotational program for them, um, which brought me here to Chicago. Uh, so I moved to Chicago in late 2016 and joined a business development team. So I was doing a lot of outbound um, sales development, you know, generating leads for the business, cold calling, emailing, that sort of thing. And I got about four months into that position and I ended up missing my sales quota uh, in February 2017. And it sounds a bit dramatic, but at the time, um, it was, uh, it almost felt like the world was ending. Like mm. I got hired to do this one thing, which was hit my sales quota, and I wasn't going to be able to do it. And so I spent, you know, the whole month of February just really stressed out and anxious and felt like I was wearing this, you know, blanket of anxiety around all the time. And we get to the end of the month, I, you know, I miss my number. And as I'm sitting and reflecting on what happened and my experience, I just got hit with a ton of realizations around why I'd been making certain decisions, you know, how I had basically been making decisions to look and seem impressive versus what I actually wanted to be doing. And for a long time, you know, I derived my sense of self-worth and identity from my resume and my achievements and how busy I was and, um, you know, the, the network that I'd grown and all this stuff. And so anytime that any of that came under fire, uh, like missing my sales quota, I started then to question my own value and worth as a, as a person. And I just knew, you know, I didn't know exactly what, how I wanted it to go or who I wanted to be, but I knew that that was not the experience of life that I wanted to have anymore. So I decided to leave the, uh, the company. So I left at the end of June 2017 and jumped into being self-employed. Um, you know, I luckily uh, have been surrounded by entrepreneurs and small business owners my whole life. A lot of people in my family own their own businesses. So it wasn't weird when I was like, hey, I'm leaving, you know, this, this, this well-known company with great benefits to go out and do my own thing. Mm. It was just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, that, you know, that sounds great. Um, and so as I, as I was going through that transition, 
I ended up hiring a coach of my own. And that's really where it started for me because I got a firsthand look, you know, as a client into the power of coaching. And I've always been introspective. I've always really enjoyed learning more about myself and learning about my strengths and learning about, you know, the obstacles or how I might be getting in my own way. And I thought I'd been doing a pretty good job of that until I hired a coach and it just completely accelerated, you know, all of the learning and all of the awareness um, that I had about myself. And after I worked with, with this coach named Laura Westman um, for a couple of months, I decided that this was the path that I wanted to pursue. Like this was actually the way that I wanted to make an impact for people outside of just sharing stories or advice. Um, and so I decided to go through a, an, an official certification program. So I went through a year-long program in 2018 called Accomplishment Coaching. Um, it's an ontologically based program, coaching program, and uh, graduated end of uh, 2018 and have you know worked on a leadership team for that program since then. Um, and all the while have been out um, you know building my brand, building my business as a coach, and supporting people in understanding like what's actually possible in coaching. Um, so that's a bit about how I got involved. It you know it really was a, a story of following inclinations, like following things that seemed interesting and taking risks and jumping in, you know, without knowing how all of it was going to go. Mm. Wow, that's a that's a great story. So it's all started from when you didn't meet yourselves, Coda, and that sort of puts you in an uncomfortable position, and you started to question um, mm-hmm. your, your identity in a way. Like, is this all I am? So what made you take the leap into coaching? What was it that you were like? Was it something through social media? Did you saw an ad or is it something that you um, (laughs) were thinking about for a long time and you said, okay, let's go ahead and do it? Yeah, great question. So uh, how I came across coaching was after I left my full-time job, I took like a two month sabbatical. So I really didn't work that much for about two months. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when I started to get back into it, I was looking at, okay, what direction do I want to go? You know, what do I want to get involved in? What kind of work do I want to do? And I found myself on Instagram a lot, uh, looking at people who who I now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's what they did. They were coaches, but I didn't really understand the connection. I just thought, hey, they're talking about personal development. You know, they're talking about growth. They're talking about self-awareness. Like this is all stuff that I'm really interested in and enjoy. And I came across a podcast um, by a gentleman by the name of Brian Tier. Uh, he runs a podcast called The Quarter Life Crisis. And Brian and I ended up getting connected via social media. Um, I just started commenting on his Instagram posts and Facebook posts. And eventually he and I got on the phone and started talking. And um, he invited me to a, you know, a strategy session to talk about what I was up to. And at the end of that conversation, I realized like, you know, I'm actually leaving this call with some really cool realizations about myself that I probably wouldn't have had for a long time if Brian hadn't been like actively reflecting those things and supporting me and coming to those awarenesses. Um, and I was like, you know, I think I want to do more of this. So I ended up hiring Brian. Um, Brian and I worked together for a couple of months um, before I ended up getting involved with Laura Westman, who, you know, was the coach that I hired after that. Um, but I think think for me, it really was a process of exploration and just discovery, like being on social media, looking at people who were doing things that I thought was cool, you know, setting up conversations with them and talking more about the work that they did and why they enjoyed the work that they did. Uh, And then eventually it just became this question of like, what does my gut say? And my gut was telling me that this was the direction that I wanted to go. And this was the kind of work that I wanted to do. Um, So I didn't know exactly how it was all going to work out. I didn't, you know, I'd never really 
um, built a, a full on sustainable, consistent business before. Um, and, you know, had never, aside from college, hadn't been through that kind of training and that kind of investment in my own training. So there's a lot of unknowns, but at the very least, what I knew was my, my heart and my gut was pulling me in that direction. And at that point, I think really the only thing that you can do is just jump towards it and start to make moves towards it and trust that you'll be able to figure out the things that you need to figure out as you get closer to it. Mm, man, I love the story. It sounds uh, so much similar to mine because uh, the way you connected with your uh, first coach, that's how I connected with my coach. Same mm-hmm. thing. I would follow uh, people on Instagram. And uh, there's this guy who was my coach. His name is Kevin Carton. And uh, I liked a lot of his posts and we connected and uh, we set up a call. I decided to hire him, in, hire him eventually. I think it took, it took me about a year to, uh, to actually hire him. But I hired <laughs> him eventually. And uh, he really helped me, uh, helped me out a lot in uh, basically uh, mapping out what I wanted to do with my life. But yeah, mm. that's why I, I love coaching, but I didn't really think that I, that was something that I would do for myself personally, like as a, as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was, a, it was a bit different. I wanted to, um, first, when I, when I hired him, I, I was about to publish my first book called Grow With Your Baby, Seven Lessons on How to Embrace Change and Overcome Your Fears. And mm. uh, he basically helped me navigate the waters through that because obviously it was unknown territory, didn't know what to do. But yeah, man, coaching, uh, I'm a big fan of it. And I'm definitely going to have uh, more coaches in the future, I know for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's helped me and it's help, uh, helped a lot of people uh, uh, navigate uh, through a lot of uncertain times. And it's, it's, I think it's important because when we go through school, this is, uh, we're not really taught a lot of practical skills that we need to survive in life. It's just like yeah. go to work, come back home, go to work, yeah. come back home. But there's, there's a lot more personal growth stuff that's coming up now, even with mental health and even with like mapping out what it is that you actually want to do apart from the conventional path that's been laid out by the generations that came before us. And Yeah, I love a, that. Yeah, and there's a lot of unknown territory, like you said. And then a lot of people, when they face the unknown, like you sound like you dove into these things right away mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. any challenges. But a lot of people have challenges with the unknown because with unknown comes uncertainty. And with uncertainty comes so much fear. So totally. So was it really uh, that easy for you navigating through like these unknown territories or was it challenging? Great question. So there are pieces of it that are challenging and there are pieces of it that I think weren't so bad, but you know, it wasn't out of some innate gift. I think it was actually out of just ignorance about how difficult it was going to be, <laughs> or like, <laughs> like how much, you know, time and energy it was going to take. Um, because I think to what you shared, and, and this, is, this is the piece that I think is so important about coaching and also about just shifting how we're educated as people and, and as, um, uh, you know, just humans more generally. I think that the, the vast majority of the time, people are educated in a way where, they understand how to operate within the system, like within this uh, clearly defined system. You know, you go to college, you then get a job, you then work up, you know, to, to upper management and you retire. And it's this very flatly, sometimes confusing, but somewhat predictable and clear path forward. And I think that the thing that is 
that I've realized is so powerful and is becoming more important is actually changing the focus from how do I fit inside of this system to how do I become more resilient and how do I become more internally capable and how do I learn how to learn and how do I learn to navigate myself even if there's no pre-designed path or journey. Because um, when you start there, when you start on the individual level with the internal skill sets and actually equipping someone to go out and create their own path. It doesn't matter what circumstances come up. It doesn't matter if they have a business that fails. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic or some sort of natural disaster. Like Whatever the circumstances are, if you yourself are internally capable of navigating uncertain times and you know painful circumstances, you're going to be able to work through that versus being reliant on like, hey, you know, this is how I know to get a job. This is how I know to be an employee. And if the jobs aren't there or if people aren't hiring, it just becomes a different ballgame. It's a bit more difficult. Um, and that said, this kind of lifestyle is not for everybody. I like, am totally of the understanding that some people don't want the kind of stress and pressure that comes with starting their own business. Um, and so I, I think from an entrepreneurial perspective, that's something that just I've innately had is I, I like the challenge and I also don't mind the obstacles or the discomfort of it because I realize that it's in service of something greater for me. And the, the greater thing is me building an experience of life uh, and a, on a day-to-day -day basis where I get to just show up fully authentically and just be myself. Um, and as I've learned that over the past, you know, two and a half, three years that I've been working for myself, there have definitely been times when I'm like, man, it, like, should I be doing this? Am I supposed to be doing this? Like, should, you know, should I go back and get a job? Like, is this really for me? Um, and so, you know, I would say at a high level, a couple of things that have really helped me kind of navigate that one has been trusting in myself and really just this unshakable belief that I have that regardless of circumstances, regardless of what comes up, regardless of how long it takes, I'm going to be able to create the things that I want. Um, I think a, a second part of it is I have a very clear vision and a very clear what for of why I'm doing these things. Like it's not, I'm not, I'm not in business to make money. Like, yes, I hope that I make money, but I'm in business to build a life where I get to design it from the ground up and I get to work directly with people and have an impact on them. I get to spread more love and compassion in the world. I get to play on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm very clear as to the, the what for and why I'm making these decisions. Um, and I think the last piece that I'll share is like, I've also learned to give myself a lot of compassion and self-love. Like when the things don't work out the way that I hope that they would, like I've made some investments that have not made any sort of return. Like basically it was like, well, that was a waste of time and money. Um, but I give myself the grace because I'm learning. I'm learning how to do it. I'm learning how to be an entrepreneur. I'm learning how to build a sustainable, consistent business. I'm learning how to invest effectively. Um, so I think to, you know, to your original question, um, part of it was the trust in self and realizing like, hey, I'm capable of doing these things. Part of it was having a very clear vision. And I think part of it has been just really this really consistent practice of forgiving myself and being with however it's gone. Mm, I love that answer, man. And you touched on some really good points. One is uh, that you just said, compassion for yourself when you do make the mistakes. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is uh, belief in yourself. I mean, I think belief is such an important element and, and, and it's so powerful because when you're starting as an entrepreneur, and like you said, it's not for everybody, but without belief, you can't really start something. If you don't believe in your own ability to create something that you truly want, 
how are you going to convince other people um, that you have this potential? Yep. It's going to be hard, right? So you have to start the convincing within yourself. And then from your action, from your results, from your work, you start to attract other people towards you because they see the work that, you, that uh, you've done and they start to believe in your belief, essentially. Yeah, I do a lot of work around leadership and leadership development. And I love what you just shared around this idea of creating a vision, because that, that's, that's ultimately what it is. You know, any kind of organization, any kind of company, any kind of idea or movement, it really starts with what's the vision for this thing. And it starts normally with someone who has a, an, an idea for something that they want to bring into the world. And it's something that's close to their heart. It's something that they see as really important and necessary in the world and leadership in part is the process of creating and fleshing out this vision and being able to communicate it in a way to a group of people that has them enrolled in that vision. They actually see the impact that they get to have or the opportunity that it is to make an impact and then they want to join you. They want to help out. They want to bring their skills and talents and greatness to the vision that you've created um, and, and move the ship forward. So in a lot of ways, it's um, that, like that's, that's what leadership is and I think even on a more personal level, you know, if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're not, uh, you know, an executive at a company, or if you're not starting an organization, there's this idea of self-leadership. And it's how do you enroll yourself in the vision that you have for your life? Because the things that you want to create deep down, most likely are not going to be super easy. Because for a lot of people, it's like, how do I, you know, create a business that allows me to travel more frequently? Or how do I create a business around this hobby that I have that's, you know, never been done before, like the big dreams that you have most likely will take some uh, time and attention and energy and discomfort and a lot of figuring it out. And on a day-to-day -day basis, it requires you to choose more consistently from your commitments, what you're committed to creating, than what the current circumstances might be telling you is or is not possible. So there's also this really important component of self-leadership and enrollment where you need to be consistently enrolling your yourself in your vision for your life in why you're doing the things that you're doing. It's exactly what I need to do on a day-to-day -day basis and rolling myself and why am I doing this when a client doesn't hire me or when a deal falls through and I get bummed out and frustrated or taken out or whatever it is, I need to re-enroll myself in, okay, I'm going to let that go and I'm going to move forward because it's in service of this bigger thing that I want to create for myself. Mm. so for you having the vision is extremely important because it's something for you to come back to and there are hurdles that we face with everything and i'm going to come back to the point you made about being compassionate and forgiving yourself mm -hmm. on this journey because it can be like it's easy to be hard on yourself when you fail and if you do that on a consistent basis if you're consistently hard on yourself you're putting yourself down and that's not setting you up for success. And that's from my own personal experience as well. Like a lot of the things that, that have brought me here, um, well, first thing has been, has been pain, emotional pain mostly, and um, about figuring out what it is that I want to do, uh, mm -hmm. about circumstances that happened mm -hmm. that were painful emotionally, mentally. And they led to me like going deeper within myself and asking myself like deep introspective questions, like what it is that I really want to do. What I, what I believe is, is um, what way can I serve the world? And I started all working at, at banks and working at nine to five. And 
I think three or four months into it, um, first I thought maybe it's just the commute. Maybe I don't like the commute, so I changed the bank and <laughs> yeah. and I made the commute shorter. I was like, okay, this this seems appropriate now. But then three or four months into it, I I started I noticed that whenever I get got close to work, I started feeling anxious, and so I had to sit with that pain and I and had to like really understand what's going on here. Why am I getting anxiety? before right before i enter work and why is it gone when it's finished and it 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 happened one day and like i was running on the treadmill i still remember and and i stopped and i started to cry and just when the tears came out the realization came over that this is not that i something that i want to do it was an overwhelming feeling Mm. and it didn't give me a direction of where i wanted to go but i knew that this is not something that i want to do and so i Mm. quit Mm. And that eventually led me to starting a business on Amazon. It lasted about six months. I failed. It was Mm -hmm. with a partner. Things didn't work out. That's fine. But it gave me confidence in myself that even if I do take a leap of feet like this, I can start something that can generate me income that I've never done before. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the lesson I took forward from it. It's so interesting that thanks, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being open about sharing um, that experience that you had that led you down a different path. And it's so interesting because I have heard a variation of that exact of that story from so many people. And it's so it's, it's like weird how normal that is to get to a place where if you think about it, you're doing this thing that you really don't like doing. And yet there's this pressure, there's this, condi- there's this conditioning that has you feel as, the, as if there's no other option until you hit the point where you're completely, um, like you've completely bankrupted the experience and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Until the pain is so great that you need to do something else, you just put up with it not going the way that you want it to and you put up with a less than ideal work experience. And so for so many people, it requires that, I don't know if I would consider it rock bottom, but it requires that like, holy heck, what is happening, you know, type physiological moment where your body and your brain are literally like, I cannot do this anymore, that actually shocks you and wakes you up and has you go, hey, what is it I actually want to be doing? And how do I start to take steps towards that? And at the same time, it doesn't have, that doesn't have to be the thing that actually shifts you into a different trajectory. Like I like to say that pain pushes and vision pulls. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a strong enough vision, even if it's not so painful that you can't do it anymore, more. If you have a strong enough vision, you can actually start now, today, in this moment, choosing in service of that vision and starting to work towards that vision and creating something that's more authentic to you, that's more exciting to you, that uh, is more engaging and fulfilling for you. And I think that's part of the reason why I love doing these kinds of interviews and creating content is supporting people and realizing like it can go any way that you want it to. Like there's nothing that says that any part of your past has to make itself or bring itself into the future. Like you can completely recreate how things go from here. It's possible for everybody. And that's like, that's the message that I really want to just hone in on and deliver and, and, uh, continue to blow up and spread because once you realize that it's this incredibly liberating experience of like, Oh wow, I actually do get to say how it goes. I can, you know, leave and start this company, even though I feel like I quote unquote, don't have enough experience or I'm not ready or whatever it might be. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that, um, 
Uh, I love what you said about pain pushing you and then the vision pulling you. I love that. I absolutely love that. I experienced that in my life too. Like the pain pushed me to, you know, get out of this job. And then I was looking for something, right? I didn't know what to do. And then eventually um, I hired a coach. I had a vision. I had a blueprint. I had a plan and I wrote a book. But even after that, because um, like writing a book and publishing it, for the process is longer, but once you publish it, it's done, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's mm-hmm. nothing more for you to essentially do unless you want to, you know, uh, keep pushing it and promoting it and stay on a bestseller list. And yeah, you can't do that. But to me, that wasn't the idea. I wanted to get the message out as fast as I could. And then right. after that, I didn't really have a plan. So I went down the road again to really ask myself, okay, I did this that came and that went real fast. So what can I do that's more, um, more lasting and gives me sort of a purpose on a more consistent basis. Mm. And yeah. And man, that honestly took, took some time. I didn't figure it out in a month or two months. I think I spent like four to six months, um, reading books, figuring it (laughs) out what it is that, you know, makes me come alive. And, you know, during, a part of that time i figured out that hey i actually love sharing knowledge and reading things that are on the forefront of personal development and personal growth and that truly help you transform like with these practical selves i love sharing that kind of knowledge so wait what's one way that i can do that and in november of last year i think i decided okay i, I can start a podcast before that i was putting out videos on, on instagram and you know sharing things randomly mm-hmm and then I just had this vision of, okay, I can do this podcast on a consistent basis where, I, where I get to interview incredible guests like yourself, learn from them, and in a way help myself as well and help uh, spread the knowledge to people who are interested in this kind of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. The thing that I really love in what you just shared is the process that you went through of experimentation and discovery. Um, it's so interesting because I talk with a lot of people Um, mostly folks who are in careers where they feel stuck and unfulfilled and they feel like there's something else out there for them and they're trying to figure out like what does it mean to create an authentic, free, flexible experience of a career where I can show up really powerfully and and fulfilled. And so the conversation that I have with people a lot of times starts around career and starts around people sharing like, I don't really know what I want or I don't know, I don't know what job I want or I don't know what I want to do with my life or like whatever it might be, um, which I, I totally get like there's a lot of um, confusion. I mean, you know, given how the educational system works and just how life generally works. Um, but what I what I you know always try and stress is so much of figuring that out is about going out and following inclinations. Like mm-hmm. it's not just going to suddenly hit you. No one's going to mail you a letter and be like, "Hey, here's your ideal job and here's what you're going to love doing." So much <laughs> of it is like going out and trying things and seeing like what are the parts of this experience that I really like and what can I incorporate into my future vision of what I want to create and how can I go do more of those things? And the things that I don't like, you know, how can I do less of those things? Um, like when I left my full-time job after this, you know, two month sabbatical that I took, I started to explore and said, you know, what are maybe some part-time jobs or some freelance opportunities that I think that I'd be interested in. So I did, you know, social media management. I did freelance copywriting. I did some freelance marketing work, um, just all, all stuff that I found on Craigslist. And uh, I started doing those things and I very quickly realized like, hey, these are things that I don't enjoy doing. I don't like doing social media management. I don't like, um, 
the process of sitting down to write content sometimes can feel laborious, especially when it's not for me, when it's for someone else. So I was like, all right, cross that off. Like, not my thing. Um, Same thing with freelance copywriting. I don't want to write blogs. Like, you you know, cross that off. And then I found photography. I started doing paid photography and I was like, I love this. This doesn't feel like work. It's, it's, I'm pretty good at it. I can get paid for it. And so I built a business out of that, which I still do it occasionally. I, you know, I don't more for fun now than anything else. Um, but it was because I went out and explored a bunch of stuff that, that I ended up finding it. Um, and you know, one thing that, that I wanted to, to share that has come up for me a lot recently with the folks that I've been coaching is I've realized that the natural innate human state outside of story, outside of fear, outside of self-defense and self-sabotage is clarity. Like there's actually a lot of clarity around the things that people want to create for themselves. But for whatever reason, a lot of people have convinced themselves that they don't know what they want. So I'll get on the phone with people and they'll say, I don't really know what I want in a career. And we'll go through and we'll actually take a look at like, would you want a big company or a small company? Would you want to work for yourself or would you want to work with people? What kind of environment do you want to work in? What are the emotions? that you want to be feeling on a day-to-day basis? What are the kind of topics that you want to talk about? Like if we actually sit down and break it out and go through all of those pieces, people know. People can give you answers to those questions. Um, But for whatever reason, like actually forming the big um, picture of what they want, people stop there. And so the thing that I've been saying more recently is that there's a certain comfort in confusion and a lot of people stay comfortable by staying confused and it becomes this excuse of, well, I don't really know what I want, so therefore I'm not going to go out and take action or I'm not going to move towards it or I'll sit and wait in this job that I don't like very much until I figure out what it is I actually want to do and that's just not how it works. <laughs> like It requires action. It requires going out and trying things. It requires trusting yourself. Um, so I I, just some thoughts that I had on on what you shared. No, I love that, man. And you're right. And it's without action, you can't really figure out. I mean, you you might have an idea what it is that you want, but unless you go out and try it and really feel the feeling of being in it and and like whatever you get back from it, like you won't know that if it's exactly what you want. And even uh, like you said, like you go through this process of of clarity, of removing confusion, and finding out what it is that people exactly want, that also has the potential to change over time. Like that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. also not set in stone. And I think, uh, and I certainly found this within myself when I was being asked similar questions, is that I was afraid to choose one thing and stick to it. Because for me, in my head, it was an idea that, oh, if I choose it, that this is it, that I'm going to be committed to it. But mm. With with time, over time, I realized that, wait, like, this is my vision and my idea of what my uh, ideal life can look like. And that means that it can change, just like I can change, just like I've changed, um, you know, over the last couple of years, so can my vision. It has the capacity to grow and evolve into, um, you know, whatever it is that uh, that's, that best serves me and the people around me. So... Yeah, it's a, that's incredible work that you do, man. I, I really admire Thanks. and respect that. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I think ultimately we're our own worst enemies in a lot of ways. And, you know, for so many of us, the reason that we're stuck is it's not due to circumstances. It's just due to us. Like we are in our own way. Like for you, you know, you were afraid of committing to something because you had this idea that if you committed to it, you had to do it for the rest of your life. Um, A lot of people have that fear. A lot of people have a fear that um, they're, they're afraid of 
articulating what they want because then they have to take ownership of it and it might happen. And they're afraid of how they might have to change or the discomfort that would come about in who they would need to become and the things that they would need to do in order to go out and actually, you know, create those things. So I, I think ultimately this idea of confusion, clarity, you know, going after the things that you want. Um, it's less about external circumstances and it's all internal. It's how are we getting in our own way? How are we self-sabotaging? And how can we practice something different starting today, right now? How can I start to practice a different way of being, a different behavioral pattern, a different set of choices that actually get me out of feeling stuck and unfulfilled and onto the path of something better? Yep. And then um, it's not easy to do those things alone because we've formed habits over the sum of, you know, decades or years, you know, through conditioning to the educational system, that this is the path that you're supposed to do. And then deviating from it, it does create confusion and uncertainty. And even if you do step aside for a bit, there is a natural inclination to resort back to what's <laughs> Yeah. What's been normal for you for so many years because yeah. something didn't work out. So even if you did try something new and didn't work out, you you absolutely could go back and say, oh, well, I tried this, didn't work out. Now I'm going to go back to my regular uh, nine to five. And you know what? It might work out for some people, might not work out for other people. And mm -hmm. But that's the thing. And that's where like uh, coaches like yourself come in like because you mm -hmm. absolutely need that sort of support. When you were mm -hmm. on a path that you've, you know, never considered before, and you're on this journey, you need a support system that's going to help you navigate through these uncertain waters, because you've never swam in these waters before. You didn't learn about them. You're just going, like you said, on an inclination. Yeah, it's the idea that humans and nature loves homeostasis. Like we love what's comfortable. We love the status quo. And it's, it's uncomfortable to disrupt that. And when you look at creating an entirely different experience of life for yourself. So if you went to a great school and you got a great job at a great company and you're now working in corporate, like the idea of leaving and going out and starting a business is it's for a lot of folks confronting and, and because it, it's so different than what they've experienced up until then. And so the process of change, like how you have to internally change your mindset and the things that you have to learn about business and strategy and clients and time management and energy management and all these things is going to be really uncomfortable. And we as people, we enjoy homeostasis. We enjoy what's comfortable, even if the thing that's comfortable is not serving us, even if the thing that's comfortable is really unfulfilling and fills us with anxiety and stress and dread all the time. It's like the known fear and the known discomfort is somehow better than the unknown discomfort or fear mm -hmm. or pain. And so if we know that about ourselves, like if we know that our, like, our, our likely inclination is to go back to how we were doing things, it's actually in my mind, a very loving thing, like a very self-loving thing to bring other people into that process to support us, like to actually realize that it's just a, it's just a fundamental way that nature operates and that we operate as, as people is to go back to what's comfortable. It's like, are we willing to include other people in that process, include other structures and support systems in that process? Because um, you can get through, you can, you can totally bully your way through and white knuckle results <laughs> 
a business into the ground um, or into reality rather, um, you know, by yourself. And it's going to happen so much more quickly and efficiently. And the process is going to be so much more enjoyable if you're partnering with someone or a group of people or some sort of resource that's supporting you in reminding you of the commitment and reminding you that everything's going to be fine and reminding you of, you know, your innate greatness as a human being and as an entrepreneur and and as a professional. Um, So I, I think a big piece of any sort of big change or making big change in your life is how do you get supported and like what's the level of accountability and support that you're willing to take on yeah um absolutely agree and i want to like when when we speak of like people having the capacity to be extraordinary and i and i certainly believe everyone has a capacity to to do that and mm-hmm. my biggest inspiration uh in like developing that sort of belief has been uh my daughter and mm-hmm. when when I um, when I when I found out I was going to be a father, I was still in university, you know, still pondering questions of of identity, of purpose, of uh, of mm-hmm. figuring out how do I find meaning or how do I create meaning in this mechanical process of growing up and becoming who I meant to become. You know, is it really just rushing from one classroom to another classroom and then rushing from home to job and job to home? And like, is that really all that is? And amidst yeah. all of that, I found out that I was going to be a father. So that to me, uh, that was my like my my pain point. Mm. And then once like I I went through the through the decision of you know being with my uh, daughter and and being committed to becoming a father. And after quitting my job, I used to stay at home and watch my uh, watch my one one year old learn how to walk. And then mm. this is like this was the biggest piece of inspiration for me. So I would used to I used to see her, you know. Uh, try to stand up, fall down, and do it over and over again over the course of months, right? Mm. And she would continue to do it each and every day, no matter how many times she fell down. And Mm -hmm. I I sat there and I was like, I didn't teach her not to give up. I didn't teach her to keep trying. She's born with that innate spirit. She's born with that innate ability to be great. She's born with that fire to keep trying and keep going. Because she, somewhere down the line, she believes that she can walk too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and if she's born with this, and I didn't teach her this, that means I was born with this, and I wasn't taught yeah. this. But and it's still within me. But it's just maybe under layers of conditioning and yeah. and and habits. And I just have to reconnect with it somehow. Because I love that. and because if she if if we didn't learn how to walk, and if we weren't born with this fire within us or this innate greatness we potentially could be living in a world full of crawlers, you know? <laughs> yeah, everyone's crawling around. <laughs> yeah. That's what I make sure. So yeah, that, that for me was like my biggest piece of inspiration. And man, um, and then I just committed myself to really connecting with, with that place of power within myself. Because, you know, just from watching my daughter, I knew that that's within me and that's within everyone else. And that's, that's when mm. I decided to commit to helping people figure out that, you know what, they, they have this sort of uh, greatness within, within themselves. Yeah, it's um, a distinction that we talk about in coaching is the idea of practice versus performance. Mm. And 
how we normally relate to new challenges or anything that we care about, it's usually through the lens of performance. Like there's something that we need to do correctly and there's something on the line if we don't do it correctly. And there's a lot of stress and pressure and I need to get this right and it needs to be right. Um, When in reality, if we actually shift that up and start to look at everything as practice, it takes all of the stress and anxiety and fears and all that stuff out of the way. Um, and, and I love the, the story that you shared about your daughter because she, she doesn't understand the concept of performance. Like performance is a, <laughs> is a social context that we've all decided, you know, we need to abide by whether, you know, that's consciously or unconsciously. Like she's just out there practicing. She's just practicing. She's doing the thing over and over and over until she gets it right. And so I think it's so cool to think about how tremendously like your life can shift when you start to look at everything as a practice, even things that seem really important, like the big, you know, um, interview that you have to do or the, you know, the speech that you're going to give. Like if you just look at everything as practice, it takes so much of the stress and the anxiety out of it. And you, what I find is it actually makes a lot more room for enjoying the process and you start to be a lot more present while you're actually practicing things, which I think lends itself to you more quickly picking up on what is working, more quickly picking up on what isn't working, and actually getting to the skill level that you want to because you're not putting all that stuff in the way. Yeah, and I, I agree. And then like the point that you just raised is that seeing things as a process. And I think that's been like one of the biggest lessons for me too when, when I dove into like, you know, different things that I wanted to try out. Like you have to see these things as a process and it's not the results that you may or may not get out of, uh, you know, starting a business or writing a book, but it, it's, it's the person who you are becoming through trying these things, through practicing these things. And so I want to, I want to ask you a question. So in your journey, like to where you are now, starting from, um, you know, from your, from, from your, from your job that you were working what has been like your biggest challenge and your biggest pain point that you that you if you look back now and then you see it as one of the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome and how did you overcome it like what tools or resources that you did you use to overcome them oh, that's a great question um, so i'll give you two answers so one is on the more personal side i would say that I'm trying to figure out how to how to encapsulate this, but one of the biggest obstacles for me has been a fear of vulnerability mm. and a fear of um, showing that I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> uh, and it, it gets in the way of everything. I mean, and, and most especially, it gets in the way of my relationships because the the story that's been running in my head is that I need to know how everything is going to go, and I can't slip up. And um, it also means that I'm less likely to go out and do things that I don't know how to do because I'm afraid of what's, what it's going to mean about me if I fail. Um, and so there's a certain avoidance that I've had of vulnerability, which has you know, stopped me from practicing things. It's stopped me from having really in, like, intimate, meaningful relationships with friends and other people in my life. Um, it's, it's stopped me from growing because I think vulnerability is an incredibly important component of growth and development and becoming you know, a more well-rounded and conscious human being. So I think from a vulnerability perspective, like tools and resources, I think 
I can't point to any like specific exercises or tools, but like my coach has been incredibly important and helpful in helping me be more vulnerable. I, like I shared earlier, I work on the leadership team for the coaches training program that I went through now. And, you know, I'm surrounded by these 13 other incredible individuals and coaches who all create a container that's safe for me to show up vulnerably. Like I actually get to go out and practice being vulnerable and practice messing up and practice doing things that I don't know how to do because I understand and I trust that they always have my best interest in mind. So, you know, a big part of it has been my coach and the community that I surround myself with. Um, the second answer I think has just been business building. I think it's just been this process of like, you know, what does it mean to have a client profile? How do I consistently generate and develop leads for myself? Um, so, you know, part of, part of the thing that I've done to overcome that or learn my way through that has been online resources. Um, so whenever I'm curious about like, Hey, you know, how do I, create at my website to optimize the amount of people who will set up a conversation with me. There are tons of resources out there for how to create landing pages and really compelling landing pages or like, how do I create a client niche and a client story that resonates with people? There are so many free resources that will walk you through the steps of how to do that. Um, I've invested in programs. I went through an enrollment uh, sales and marketing bootcamp for the latter half of last year, like the last six months of last year, um, which was really supportive and you know learned a lot that way. Um, I've also worked with a business coach previously. So there's a ton of different online resources um, and you know paid resources that you could partake in. Um, but I think for me, those have been the, the two big things, the, the avoidance of vulnerability and the lack of just business knowledge. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And vulnerability is, a, I think, is a huge piece. And I think oftentimes people may see it as a weakness, but it's actually a strength. And I've certainly found that through my experience when I was talking to people and I was vulnerable about my experience, it helped me show up as someone who's authentic and who's looking to have like meaningful conversations with people. And it opened, it has opened so many doors for me. And if, yeah, it, it does take a certain amount of courage to be vulnerable in front of, you know, a random stranger. But I think it's always been worth it in my experience. So I want to thank you for, for pointing that out and highlighting that. It's yeah, such a absolutely. big piece of the puzzle, man. And so we're reaching towards the end of our time together. So we're going to do two things. One is I want uh, you to share a message from your heart. And this is a message to someone who's thinking about taking a leap into uncertainty, possibly a career in coaching, maybe they're considering it, but they're afraid mm -hmm. and they're not sure what's the first step to take. What mm. would you say to them? Oh, great question. So, there's, there's a couple things and I'll try and summarize these things. I think one is I encourage everyone to take a very long-term view of your life. Mm. Um, the thing that really gets me rooted and grounded and centered and back, um, you know, in alignment with, with what I want to create is realizing like, Hey, I have one opportunity to do this, <laughs> right? Like I get one, one shot and hopefully it's close to 90, hundred years, whatever it is, but I only have one opportunity to do this. And so for me, the most important thing 
is spending as much time as I possibly can loving myself, loving other people, creating an experience that's fun. Like my life purpose, as I've defined it, is joy. So living in joy and play as much as I possibly can. That's the most important thing for me. And so even when I get down and I'm like, well, this thing isn't working or this client didn't hire me or whatever it is, I come back to in the long run, I'm just learning how to make this work. So I think one is keeping the the long game in mind. Um, I think two is practicing and taking a look at what you've accomplished previously um, because the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So, you know, take a look at the things that you've already accomplished. Take a look at the the relationships that you've already built. Take a look at, um, you know, the things that you've done at work or at school or whatever it might be and understand that that level of results is still possible and very much so possible in you going out and starting your own business. So much of this work is just about trusting yourself, loving yourself and being real with yourself about what's not working or about what you, um, you know, need to learn instead. And I think the last piece that I'll share is what I find with a lot of people is they get stuck in worst case scenario thinking mm-hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh, here's the, you know, worst case scenario. I, you know, I go out, I start this thing, it doesn't work and I lose all of my money and my credit score goes to zero and <laughs> no one's going to love me anymore. And like, et cetera, et cetera. And like, for some people that might be a legitimate concern and I can't speak to every single person, but the vast majority of people that I speak with, that's, that's really not likely to happen. Um, what's, mo- what's more likely to happen or just as likely to happen is be- like best case scenario. Like you actually get the things that you want. Mm-hmm. You get to create the experience that you want. And for me, that's, that's the more important thing is actually choosing in, in service of the best case instead of the worst case. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to highlight one thing that you said. It's it's looking back and uh, and uh, really analyzing the things that you have had to overcome in the past, and mm-hmm. that to me was uh, from my own personal experience. It has helped me a lot because there's there's absolutely been times in your life um, that you thought that you know this was this was the end. You know this was this is rock bottom, and you don't know how you're going to overcome overcome it. And so there's there's always experiences in your life that where you've thought that because you're at a different level in your life when that happened. And so looking back at it and realizing that, Hey, you know what? You did overcome it. You were resourceful during that time. You tried some new things and you are here now. So no matter mm-hmm. what happens, you know that you can overcome whatever, whatever, uh, whatever hurdles that, that you may come across. And that to me, I think was, was really something that helped me ground and root myself and really leap into the unknown. Yeah, most definitely. And so, yes, to, uh, to finish off, um, what, what is one, one place that people can find you and connect with you and, uh, you know, have a chat with you? I think I would point people to my website. So it's um, just HaydenHumphrey.com, H-A-Y-D-E-N-H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y.com. All right. Awesome, man. Uh, I'll put that link when I publish the episode. I want to thank awesome. you for, uh, for coming on the show and, uh, and sharing your insights and thoughts on uh, whatever we discussed today. And uh, I'm sure it's going to inspire someone out there who's listening. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for the work that you're doing. Thanks so much for having me on. Really, really, really enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, you're welcome, man. And uh, likewise. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment, 
If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moin Podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.